What's up? We are back in the break room. Me, Charles Carter III, my boy Evan Schumore. You already know who it is. Man, You are. we are back here for episode 24. Kobe time. Kobe time. Mama mentality. 24. 24. Gotta, gotta okay. throw that hard French accent on there. If you can comment on the break room, H-O-U on Twitter, and on the thebreakroom.podcast on Instagram, and DM on the page and say what language that was, I swear we got a prize for you. I promise. Like... If you know Evan, don't don't you you're not allowed to participate. I, I just said it. You, you said French. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, I got to put the hard French accent on there. Oh, see, well, never mind. You, there is no prize. Yeah, you, I ruined it for y'all. We gave it away. So there you still, go. I'm taking the car home. So yeah, Damn. we give our cars here like Oprah type. You get a car. You, you get, get a car. car. You know what I mean? So whole lot of mamba mentality going on, man. So we're back for another one. Another one. No DJ Khaled. Did but we like, the best. Yeah, that was that was tough. I'm him. That was tough. That was tough. <laughs> that was tough. Did, um, did you listen to his album? Uh, I listened to a couple songs. I just know that every chance I get just just makes me want to run through a, a wall, bro. Bro, I don't know. Little baby just does something just nasty to that. Song. Okay, okay. What was that song? Uh, I we did it. I did it. Uh, he had little baby. He had the baby. He had Meg the Stallion. Um, Je ne sais pas. It was. Good. That's French For I don't know Uh-huh Yo no sé oh, Spanish for oh, I don't know Okay I see hey, we're going I see back you. and forth Yeah 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 Spanish and French well, We got try languages up in here bro You know what I mean So uh, that, Yeah that's tough That's tough We'll get some more of that Yeah uh, But no that song was kind of hard Like it was uh, Only thing I don't like on some of his songs Like you know He always go for that inspirational thing That whole little you know Yep. Know, we the best, I know. I did it, I did it, I did it. You know, if you don't heard the song, that's how that's the chorus part, and it's like that's kind of weak. But the way when you listen to it, it's like that's that's lame. But um, Lil Baby's verse was hard. Made Stats verse was hard. Like uh, the babies was cool. It was, I mean, it was cool. But they then they went they went in on it. Any uh, other song you liked from that album, if you can remember? Any. Uh, Body in Motion, the uh, one with Bryson Tiller on there. I, I like that yes. one. Yes, okay. Nobody in Motion. <laughs> Bryson Tiller, what was the last good song I heard from him before then, before that one? Bro had that uh, what that song with Drake. What's it called? Oh, um, uh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called. No, no, you know not anymore. Oh, what's that song called? Bro, I can, I'm <laughs> can't wait till we find a way to part ways. Yeah, I, um, man, bro, what is the name bro, of that song? I'm literally hearing the whole song in my head. Literally, give me, two it, give me two seconds. Don't know why I. Still playing to your palm. Out of time. Even though I know what you yeah. want. Out of time. Yes, yes. That, that, that song right there was... Mm. That was pretty that, good. That one, that one hits. We were talking about music earlier. So Kendrick's new album coming out. Uh, allegedly. But allegedly. Well, his last album, we know last it's going to be for TDE, but God knows when we're getting it. Kendrick, I'm patiently waiting. I think what? we all are. Are you wearing the Sam Houston broadcasting shirt? Yes, I am. I just now noticed. It. I was wearing it earlier today. I know. I, just, I didn't. Even, I didn't even notice it. Like that's funny. Yeah. We Eat them up, cats. We we go way back. Yes. We go way back. Yeah. I didn't even. I said like three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. Dang. Like 2018. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Somebody left me hanging on my first baseball game. You hey, know, definitely call, was not me. I, it was somebody, man, and I will never forgive whoever they were because that was tragic. Yeah, I just remember seeing it on the Instagram page, and I was like, dang, that boy Charles out there dolo for the baseball game. That's that. It's three, four hours That's on you. <laughs> and, and I know you don't know baseball like like that, yeah, that like, you know, like football or basketball. So, yeah, Godspeed to you, bro. That would be like me, me going to call a volleyball game. Like, bro, I don't know nothing about volleyball. <laughs> bro, for the people who don't know, man, me and Evan used to call games together. Um all types of sports and so the, the the instance he's talking about is I had to call my first baseball game right so for the, those who don't know I'm not the biggest fan of baseball I mean sure I like the sport I can appreciate it but in my like just a hard nosed hard down fan 
eh, not really. You know, you got the wrong card for that one. That's kind of my brother's thing. So, um, I was calling the game, and, you know, I, I, I went so deep into people's backgrounds. Like, I was saying, like, what middle school they went to. Like, I was running out, I was running out of info fast. Yeah, sometimes when you're out there, like, because I do play-by-play for mm. all sorts of sports stuff, so sometimes you just got to, whatever information you have, you got to find a way to put it out there, man. Bro, I was, I was, I started Googling stuff, Wikipedia. I was like, I have nothing else to say about these people. The one thing that was great about at Sam was they always had those packets that they had a bunch of information yeah, yeah, yeah. on stats and stuff. So, like, that would usually help me, like, try to eat up that uh, dead air time. Yeah. Hey, I, I remember I went on one guy. I was like, I, like I, after I went all his batting averages, uh, where, where his last hit went, you know, and how he did last game, things like that, where he came from. I went through all that. I started talking about his his walk up song. Like I, I was running out of info, quick. Anyway, hey, walk up songs very important. Yeah. So, I think one of them. I think it was God's Plan by Drake. Cool. I mean, but he didn't hit anything that that's that time. It was not in God's plan. It was not in God's plan that time. You know what else is just not in God's plan? What else? The Cowboys winning a preseason football game. Any kind of success for the Cowboys, man. That game against the Texans. Okay, so I mean, we put up a poll. Well, put up a poll about um, who would you think would win. Take a poll of the people. Uh, I forgot who won the poll. I think people. Oh, the Texans. Yeah, Texans, it, right? it was. Sheesh. I think it was like 70, 80% Texans. Oh, so if you voted for the Texans, you voted correctly because, yeah, that game there was hard to watch. Yeah. When, when you have a defensive game of two of the worst defenses in the league, yeah, that's uh, that's rough because the Texans, I think, were ranked 27th last year and the Cowboys were ranked 28th. So you don't want to see bottom tier defenses dueling it out. But, I mean, hey, the play of the game did come on defense. You know, Lonnie Johnson had the pick six that essentially won the Texans the game. won the game, yeah. So, you know, both quarterbacks for the Texans did not look good. That's two straight weeks of Davis Mills not looking good, but somehow still getting the dub. Hey, and not to mention on that, on that Lonnie Johnson return, did you think he was going to get tackled on the sideline? Because I'm like, he showed some kind of good speed on that. Oh, I was, yeah, I was surprised. I was, I, was, I, was, okay. I was surprised he ran it back. I was like, I thought he was going to get knocked out of bounds, but he I, he took it back to the house. I was he like, had okay. that mama mentality. Mama mentality. The break room mentality for episode 24 type. Different breed. Man, speaking of different breeds, Michael Parsons. That man has genuinely impressed me. Like, I knew that coming into the draft, he, he was my highest – defensive player on the board I thought he was going to be you know the best prospect because he's so versatile but the Cowboys are really tapping into that versatility you know he obviously you know plays like Mike Mm. I've seen him slide over he'll play Sam go check a tight end down on the line this dude stands up on the edge goes goes after the quarterback on third downs and stuff but the thing that blew my mind and you know what Shout out to Robert Moneyham for this. Dude sent me a clip of Michael Parsons playing the one tech. That is defensive tackle. Ooh. That dude is like over the center, like ready to go. I was like, bro, what? Yeah. How bad is is the Cowboys interior that they got to put their, I don't know, how much does Michael Parsons weigh? Like maybe like 240, 250? Yeah. They got to put him at D tackle. tackle. Come on now. The one thing I took away from Michael Parsons' play was he trusts himself, man. And that's, like, really saying a lot for a rookie. You know what I mean? Usually, like, okay, um, criticism about uh, Davis Mills, and I know they play two different positions, but criticism about Davis Mills is that or um, him, and even if you want to go with somebody else who's actually, like, in the league and been playing for a while, uh, Daniel Jones, they kind of share this account. They don't really trust themselves. They play like they need everything to be perfect. You know what I mean? They want to be spot on with everything, and it has to f- slot. You know, uh, if you call one play, it has to go exactly how you call it. Who, if the guard's gonna pull, he needs to pull and meet his block. Or if some of the guard's gonna shift right for a, a pass pro, they need to shift correctly. Nobody needs to get through, and everything needs to go perfectly. Michael Parsons was showing that he trusted all his key reads, and they all turned out well, you know what I mean, for the most part. So um, that's what I really saw about him. He played fluid. He played relaxed. He played with some swag, you know what I mean? He played like he – I've been, he played like he's been playing football for a while. Oh, yeah, in the run game, he is he's there. Still has some things to work on in the pass game, and he's to not get caught up in uh, play action as much. But mm-hmm. like you said, I, I I thought he was very fluid. He he looked like he looks like an NFL linebacker out there. E- exactly. 
But on the back on the Texans end, you know, the run game was for for, for a team that signed like forty five running backs. You figured they would have had somebody to get it going, but I guess they had that you know Pittsburgh Steelers approach of hey, you know, our run game is cheeks. So what we're gonna do is just get a running back instead of offensive lineman to fix it. Well, it was fun. Not anymore though, is it? Is it? No, not by no. Now. It's not fun anymore. No. Not even. But hey, you know. They averaged, you know, a whole 3.2 yards a carry as a team. Mark Ingram had seven carries for 24 yards. He, he did get in the zone. So, hey, you know, good good for him. But averaging 3.4 yards a carry is definitely not going to get it done. You know, one of the more uh, high-profile signings they had was Philip Lindsay. Four rushes, two yards. Rex Burkhead, one rush, four yards. It's just very lackluster, and we know that they don't have the quarterbacks to, you know, really – I don't want to say – Succeed because like Tyrod Taylor's had success in the NFL, yeah, he is. but for this team, they're not going to work out that well. They have to be more reliant on the run game. Mm-hmm. And th- what I saw that game, if you can't run versus the Cowboys and they have a 245 pound linebacker playing defensive tackle on some plays, then it's not going to be looking good for them in the regular season. For me, it's like you know either Jack Easterby or Nick Casario. You pick whoever you think is running the organization. It's like they have a. And I think I think Nick Casario is a great GM. He's a great pick for a GM. But the, like like you said, the, with the heavy signing of running backs, it's like they have a Madden mentality. You know what I mean? Like you play, you approaching this like it's Madden. Like if I get a a running back that has a ninety nine overall, he can overcome whatever defense is thrown at him. You know, like come on now, this this it's not that kind of game. And so with the pickup of like some of those um, like Lindsey. Ingram actually thought were cool pickups, but your running back can't block for himself. Your running back can't create holes. You know what I mean? One, they're not even big running backs either. They're not that kind of ground and pound. Yes, yeah, so Mark Ingram's going to be your only like real bruiser you have. Yeah, Philip Lindsay is more of. I mean, he's not like Rex Burkhead is a complete scat back. Yeah. Philip Lindsay, I feel like is a good like mix of it, and then David Johnson, you know, he 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 can make some things happen in the pass game, but yeah, he's not like he's more of a balanced back, I would say. So, mm. yeah, if you don't have your Brandon Jacobs, who's six three two sixty, running the ball, like just making his own holes, then like, what do you expect out of this offense? Exactly, and so that, I hate to say it, but like it, the run game was a business that game. Obviously, right? But it's it's looking like it's going to be a duplicate of what they did last year because the run game was non-existent. You needed Deshaun Watson to save you every play, and he had to lead the league in passing to do it, and you still only won a handful of games. So, yeah. Houston Texans fans, y'all, y'all, y'all are in for it. But, hey, not, not your first rodeo. Yeah, it's oh, hey, that. Houston fans really see what I did there? Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hey, like that. Yeah, I'm yeah, like that. He's like that. Ah, that was tough. That was <laughs> tough. That was tough. That was tough. But, hey, it, it ain't going to be tougher than watching the Texans this year. I I can guarantee you that. So, I don't think we've done this yet. What's up? Projected win total. I said no more than six games, but I'm thinking for – if they get lucky, I can see. I'm going with five. I'm going five. No more than six, but I'm going to go with five. So, let, let's say the over-under is five. If you had to put your money on it, if you had to, I, I'm I'm taking the under. Yeah, their defense yeah, isn't going to be good enough to like win them games like that. I feel like we had a caller call, call into the station yesterday, mm-hmm. and I answered the phone, hit him with the yada yada yada, and he, he you know how they are. They come, some they just start giving you their whole spiel. It's like, bro, you're not even on the area. I'm just screening your phone call. Like, mm-hmm. hold that for a second. Mm-hmm. Bro was telling me he's like, yeah, the Texans are going to be, you know. 2-0 to start the year. I was like, they, they have a chance of beating, you know, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and the Jags week one. I don't think they'll beat them the second time around. But he really thought they were going to beat the Browns Ooh. in Cleveland. Ooh. Oh. Son, you are sadly mistaken. The Browns These are roster. not the same Browns that they were five years, years ago. ago. Man, the Browns roster is so lethal. Yeah, so... Hey, you know, that, that that Texans fan almost sounded like a Cowboys fan with how delusional he was. The Browns with a, a like with a touch of luck could win the Super Bowl. With just like a touch of luck. You know what I mean? Could win it all. And so, you know what? I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop. I know this, you know, a friend of mine. Uh because he listens to the show. But he's of the sense, like, you know, he was telling me, like, hey, don't sleep on the Texans, man. You know, they really going to do something. You know, they picking up all these guys, all these cats, man, they hungry. They want to they wanna really, they want to really. Wa-. 
everybody's hungry in the NFL. All of them want to win. All of them want another contract. That feeling that you think they have is nothing new. You know, so, I mean, for you non-delusional listeners out there, you know, this isn't to you. This is to the delusional listeners. You know, the our Texans fans who've almost turned coat and become like, you know, almost like the delusional cow, cowboy fan base. You know, so... If you've like turned code and like went crazy a little bit and think the Texans are actually going to do something this year, that's not happening. I promise it's not. Which is okay because it's for the betterment of the future. So if you are trash this year, can get a let's call it a top five draft pick. Yeah, top five, yeah. You know, probably top three, probably top two, and not two, mm-hmm. but top five. Yeah, yeah. For conversation's sake, you're going to be able to get a franchise quarterback. If you're moving on from Deshaun Watson, which it's probably going to happen, why why would you not want to start your rebuild quicker so that way you can get back to success? How much do you think do you actually trust them to actually get a quarterback? Since they got Davis Mills, nobody expected that last year. You know that's a great question. I oh God, if you had to put your money on, if you had to put your money on it, for yes or no, yes they get a quarterback. I know they won't. Oh, bro, it, I, I, I want to say yes, but, bro, I just do – I cannot put 100% faith in the Texans organization, bro. I can't either. And I, as much as I want to say – They would have to, right? They, they would, would be – It would be – But we've, we've, we've seen it. We've, we've seen, seen it. them be completely <laughs> ignorant before, so it's like, oh, that would be stupid as hell for them to do that. Well, they continue to make stupid decisions all the time, so it's like, oh, yeah, Bill O'Brien isn't here no more, but it's like, still – the hell is this? What is it? What you know? What I told I told a story a while back. Um, I have some cousins in Louisiana, right? They put quarters around their windows to keep evil spirits out, right? Hey, so deep south Louisiana. So, hey. um, and I said I don't know what's going on in the Texans organization facility. It's like the spirit of Bill O'Brien is kind of lurking around there. You know, somebody got a voodoo doll, or or it's just Jack Easterby who's like keeping his spirit there. You know, like hey, that 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 Mac. That's actually it right there. You know, I'll put my money on that. Hey, it's some, it's something like that. So, and or is it just the building itself is cursed? Like the Texas is just a cursed organization. Is Kirby just completely cursed? It's just completely cursed. You know, so like, because like you said, we've seen them make completely ignorant decisions that make absolutely no sense. Them picking up Davis Mills made completely no sense because, like I said, you don't know what you're gonna do with DW four. You. It's like you pick up a quarterback expecting something magical to happen with your season when you know nothing's going to happen. Like, you, you're you not predicted to win. And I have to think that coaches who've been coaching for years and GMs who have been a GM for years would think like would, would know the situation and not, like, just think that, oh, the media's just being the media and they're just saying that. Well, Nick Casario's from New England, and aren't they supposed to be, like, having the ultimate Ooh, blueprint? Man. Like, aren't they supposed to be the, the standard setters in the league? Supposed to be, yeah. But I think it's funny because the Texans keep trying to replicate the Patriots stuff, and it keeps failing. It keeps. You're not Bill. You can't be Bill. No, and they try to hire their own Bill. Yeah. And how did that work? It didn't work. No. Nah, but they got one more preseason game. They get to play against the Bucks, which will be uh, an evaluation. Let's just call it that. I think it'll be fun. If people can play, you will be able to see it then because. Uh, the Texans uh, head coach, David Culley, you know, new guy out here, he said that the Texans starters, he plans on playing them into the third quarter. A lot of uh, – the way the preseason has been set up, it's been kind of weird. Some teams will, like, rock their starters, like in like this uh, last week in week two. Sometimes, you know, in a four-week uh, preseason, that would be – you know, maybe they'll play, like, the first half. Some people are still only playing, like, a drive or two. You got some teams that are still playing uh, into the second half. Mm. And then, like, you got the Texans that are in week three. They're going to play into the second half. I know David Culley said that he really wants to see how his uh, front-line uh, players in the trenches adjust to halftime adjustments so you know we'll, we'll see how that goes but uh the bucks are gonna play their starters um in the first half so we'll get we'll you see. know starters in the first half for both teams so it'll be a i think it'll be a fair evaluation for both of them. you know i mean for the side note i actually be at that game so i'm gonna actually get a uh, kind of first hand look at it and i'm gonna check it out because i was reading in our notes earlier here's why that doesn't mean anything as far as like the texans are concerned a lot of the Texans, like, well, just for me and my and what I think about them, the Texans, a lot of their uh, players are on one-year deals, one, two-year deals. Starters is almost like in a, in a camp that they ended early. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they cut their camp short. And so what are your starters? You didn't trust them enough to sign them for more than one year. 
You didn't trust them to sign them for more than two years when you really have nothing already. And so you're talking about, oh, oh, we're going to, uh, most of our starters, they, they, for the most part, they're almost really interchangeable. Your uh, starters and backups, they're around the same level because, one, you didn't trust any of them to sign them for a long-term deal. That's why it's like hearing that is like, okay, y'all really don't know what you want. You you kind of just saying this to kind of like just lead people on and make them think that you know what you have and you think you know what's going on. But you really don't. You know what I mean? You're really just trying to play keep up with some of these other teams in the division. But you know you really can't compete. Well, you also got to think about it this way, just, you know, play devil's advocate here. David Culley is like competing for his job for next year right now. So he still has to be able to put the best team on the field that he can. So he needs, you know, every rep, every game snap mm-hmm. to to evaluate that. And I feel really bad for David Culley because, mm-hmm. you know, he was, um, you know, he's one of the, like, was he the only African-American coach, uh, head coach hired this year? Because I know Robert Sala is, um, you know, uh, Islam, Islamic. Mm-hmm. So he is in New York now. But like I, I feel bad for him because it's like they're putting like there's not enough like African American coaches in the league to True. begin with, and then they're putting him in a bad position to like basically, you know, he's never had like any type of coordinator job or anything, and now he's a head coach and he's just got, you know, shit on fire basically in front of him, and he's got, got to work with it. So I just feel bad for him. No, and going on what you said right there, and I think this is why uh, our opinions were just a little different because of what how I feel about David Culley in general. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me say this: not how I feel about him. I don't know him personally, or anything like that, but. I think his hire was really a setup. I think he was set up to fail. Yeah, honestly. yeah, exactly, yeah. And so that's why my whole thing about this entire situation is just he's – I feel like when David Culley got hired, he's never held a head coaching position. He's never had a coordinator position. He was an assistant head coach. Yeah, he was a wide receivers, receivers coach, coach for the Ravens, Ravens. who – in the last handful of years have had probably one the of the worst, worst receiving pa- cores in the league. Exactly. And so you would th- and you would think where would that hire come from? You came from the Ravens when you were the receivers coach who had a horrible passing the, this past season they had the worst passing attack in the NFL. And so you never had a coordinator position nor a head coaching position. And so this hire, it just felt like it, it was out of nowhere. Nobody even knew who David Gully even really was. Yeah, everybody was still praying for Eric Bieniemy from it, Kansas City to come. It, exactly. And so that's why I really felt like when he was hired, he was almost brought in as a placeholder. No disrespect to him. It, I, I really wish him the mo- best and the most success like with this uh, with the Texans. I really do. I really hope he wins. I hope he does well. If it doesn't work out here, I hope he gets another one because, you know, a lot of people have spoken about his character as a guy and say he's a really good guy and they really liked him and he you know he knows things he's been around the game he respects the game etc etc right so he's a players coach all that all that's good well and dandy cool but just for what he is currently for what he is currently just as a coach experience etc he's a 60 plus year old guy getting his first head coaching good job with a horrible organization it just it just it's not it doesn't add up, you know. So, I feel like he was set up to fail. I hope he doesn't. I feel like he, but I feel like he will fail, unfortunately. And then I feel like he'll be asked to exit stage left when the time comes, when the organizations are put in a better position to win. And then somebody else, whoever they might be, will be asked to come in and take over. And then they'll be, you know, the savior or whoever and they, they came in and fixed everything so that's just how I see yeah the front office out. I feel like is using um, David Culley as a scapegoat exactly absolutely exactly. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that a little bit of news on the Dallas Cowboys first things first have you seen the third episode of Hard Knocks no bro no bro me, me and my friend Jonathan we were watching it last night and they have the greatest drone shot I've ever seen in my life I heard about it Okay, I saw the clip. Yeah, yes. it's like a three-minute clip, and this thing goes to, like, their whole, like, facility out there in uh, Frisco, like, going under, like, through statues that are, like, all, like, locked arms and stuff, and then flying in the building, going up staircases, through meeting rooms, flying right next to right. people in the locker room, flying right over trash cans, everything. It took them 15 takes. Whoever made that, you deserve a raise. Facts. Facts. That was that, that was amazing. Go hey, if you if, if you haven't seen it, go out and look for it. Go out and find it. I oh, promise. Yeah. It's like I think, a work, the, it's, I think the NFL specifically put out a tweet of just that shot. Yeah, they did on their Twitter, 
and it probably is on their Instagram too if they post it on there. So definitely, if you haven't seen that, go look at that. That's great. Uh, cinemography. Cinemography. Yeah, is, is that, Vide- is videography. Right? Yeah, your video. There we go. Yeah, yeah. You know, big words. It's big word. Hey man, it's perfect, man. Like go if you're in film, if you're in in a photographer, a, a videographer, or whatever, or you just you're just like looking at pretty things, like just good looking. It's it's so aesthetically pleasing. Like mm-hmm. it just looks good. It's very satisfying. Yes. So yeah, go check that out. Something that's not satisfying as a you know somebody. If I worked in the Cowboys. Um, front office is that this COVID list they got is, is starting to get a little long and the names on there are starting to get really a little more recognizable. Yeah. yeah. So CD Lamb was added to the COVID-19 list and this is after and then they go over this in the Hard Knocks episode like right before the game starts Dan Quinn their defensive coordinator gets like pulled they're like hey like you tested negative but like he came in like close contact with somebody so he couldn't call the game. So I think their secondary coach or whatever was calling the game for him and they also had a defensive tackle, Carlos Watkins, who was sent home earlier before the game as well because he had uh, came in a close contact. And then they had their starting guard, Connor Williams, and they have two safeties, Malik Hooker and Israel Mukamu, on the COVID list now. So it's starting to get deep, and Malik Hooker is, you know, possibly a starter on that team. CeeDee Lamb is your, what, Third most, second, third most important yeah. piece on that offense. Well, besides Dak, weapon wise, I'll say. Mm. And then now you're starting guard. Uh, hey, you know, yeah. I know teams are over ninety percent vaccinated and stuff, but I don't know what they're doing over there that's causing the, these uh, COVID cases. But they, uh, they, they, they got to get that addressed because you can't be having people missing games or defense coordinator getting pulled right before the game. Yeah, like that. That's not. That that's not like a great way to you know win a football game is to have your coach who makes your play calls just be like hey, oh yeah hey by the way, I know you're supposed to come out here do your job but you got to go home now, and now the Cowboys are completely just on like a virtual format um, earlier this week, so we'll see uh, how they uh, play that out. We'll probably see it in the next Hard Knocks episode, episode four should be probably coming will. out next Tuesday. Probably will see it, and probably probably can go more into detail about everything that you know how it happened and what's going down. Uh, but hey, we'll be right back with you, man. This is the Break Room Podcast. Check us out on Twitter on the the Break Room H O U and on Instagram at the Podcast. Hey, man, we'll be right back, man. Take it easy. What's up? When you're back with the break room, man. Welcome back, Breakers. That sounded good. I mean, that sounded good. That sounded good. I liked it. I yeah, liked it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that one. Okay, Breakers. Breakers is what they are. So yeah, man. It's me, Charles Gardner the Third, right here in front of me. You know who it is? It's your favorite guy, Evan Shumore, man. What's going on, man? So we're gonna get right back into it, man. So first thing on our list, man. We got. The top five can't miss games between young NBA stars. This one, this 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 one gonna be fun because man, this these types of games are just so good for the NBA. I love to see young talent coming out, and honestly, there's no better way to 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 start off this list than you know game number one on there when that's Cade Cunningham versus Jalen Green. You got one versus two. I know we spoke about their uh, preseason battle they had. They went at it a little bit. You know, I think uh, Summer League Cade Cunningham got got a little bit the best of him, but hey, that's just a you know little exhibition preseason game. Mm-hmm. That don't mean none. We're going to see what happens on November 10th. It's going to be in Houston. So Jalen Green going to have the, you know, the hometown crowd behind him. We're going to see what happens there. I think it's going to be real good, man, because especially, like, Houston's coming in with a young squad. Like, Very it's, young. It's not just Jalen Green, but it's an entirely young group. Young, talented players, too. Raphael Stone really did good in the draft. We, you know, that that's one thing we need to give more credit to. I was, you know, I was a little skeptical. At first, I was like, "Yeah, okay." You know, I'm like, "Jalen Green is going. Jalen Green or Kay Cunningham is going to be the, the for sure hit." You know what I mean? But after that, I was like unsure. I was like, eh, "You know how I'm going to do?" But then they kind of went in. You know what I mean? They and they were. I think they were ranked in the uh, as far as the draft goes. I think they were ranked in like the top three of having like the best draft. 
Yeah, they they definitely went out there and did their thing. That uh, center they picked up from the Thunder, Sanguine, I think I, is his I name. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, he was like the 16th pick or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know they traded with the the Thunder for that. He he's come out and done good. So like, hey, him. You got Christian Wood. You got Kevin Porter Jr. You got Jalen Green. Kenyon Martin Jr. Man, bro, there's a lot of juniors up on the squad. Hey, you know what? They they gonna be nice though. I I, I just loved it. I love to see young teams develop, whether they're good or not. I just feel like watching it is just so entertaining to me. Like I, I like to look at it, you know, not just you know, okay, they lost the game, yeah, mm-hmm. but where did, have they improved since like the beginning of the season? So this is in November. You know, it's a little bit t- more towards um the beginning of the season. But once you get into you know some of these games in you know March and April and stuff, you know when playoffs are coming around, you know sh- stuff going to be on the line I think that's what we're going to see what these rookies really have is how they progress throughout the season I I like to look at that Mm. and I think what the Rockets have right now is really was like it's what the Pelicans were going for when they got Zion they got Ingram they got uh, Lonzo and they had all these other these other young stars they wanted them to kind of develop and mesh well but it was it was kind of different because one they weren't drafted together and they weren't traded for around the same time you know it was all kind of sparse and kind of spread out you know, they really wanted Zion and uh, Ingram. Ingram being the most improved player not too long ago. They wanted the guys to mesh with, but they kind of just didn't. It just didn't really happen like that. So, yeah. and now Lonzo's gone to the, the Bulls. The Bulls. <laughs> yep. Ghost of Christmas, Christmas future, man. Yep. Him and uh, DeMar DeRozan. Gonna be running it up there. The second game we got here on this list is Anthony Edwards versus Cade Cunningham. We're going to have the battle of the last two number one overall picks. That's going to be on February 3rd. So, you know, a little, little bit of time into the season. You know, mm-hmm. let Cade Cunningham get his uh, get his tide rolling. Anthony Edwards, though, hey, I enjoyed watching him last year. He, he averaged 19 points. He is fun to watch. He's, like, he's a very charismatic guy, too. It's just everything. Mm-hmm. But he's funny, man. He, he, he hoops. He hoops hard. I like that. Yeah, he got a little bit of that that, that mm-hmm. rust in him, you know, that dog. So, yeah, I like to see that. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. You know, hey, battle number one picks. Should be a great time. Uh, as far as that game goes, I'm already pretty sure. I, well, I think Anthony Evans is going to win that matchup. Granted, we'll see how Kay Cunningham just kind of develops through the, throughout the season, of course, you know, because how things go, the season progresses, you you get better as the season goes on. You learn lessons through different matchups and et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, also, Minnesota's just a better team overall anyway. Um, but that individual matchup itself, I think, yeah, I think I think Edwards got him on that one. I think it's might win the one-on-one, but the Pistons might win the game. You think the Pistons will win the game? Bro, the Timberwolves are trash, bro. They are trash. They went 23-49 last year. I just, yeah, bro. I, but I, I have no faith in that team. Mm-hmm. No, I, I have no think, faith in either team. Yeah, but. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, thinking on Detroit, I mean... Uh, you know, I, I, I think that the the Pistons are in a slightly better position than the Timberwolves are. You know what? I might stand corrected. You know what? Nah, I'm still I'm still gonna take the Pistons in the upset. You still gonna do it? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. So they won 20 games last year. You know, I thought they they won a little bit more, but I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm gonna pick them now. We're going to remember this. We're going to remember episode 24 of Mamba Mentality, the Kobe episode, as Evan picked the Pistons I mean, the, yeah, over the, Minnesota. They got Jeremy Grant. They got Dialu, bro. Like, hey, you know, Jaleel Okafor and Kelly Olenek. <laughs> I, feel, I feel so bad that I'm saying these as, like, their marquee names. <laughs> but, yeah, like, they, 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 they got a decent little squad. You know what I mean? I know the Minnesota's got Cat and everything, but I'm going I'm to pick the Pistons in that game. Okay. And in that first one, let's bounce back to the Pistons versus the Rockets. Who are you taking that one? I'm going to Rockets. I'll take the Rockets that one too. It's in it's in Houston. I'll take them too. Yeah. All right. So the third game we got is going to be the battle of the big men. This one's going to be interesting. You're going to have James Wiseman versus Evan Mobley. The, the, the matchup itself is going to be interesting, not not the game. Mm. The Warriors should so blow run them, them out. Yeah, yeah. The Evan Mobley went to USC, seven-footer, plays for the Cavs now. I feel like he'll play very well this year. The team, probably not so much. They just don't have a lot to work with, which is why they had the third overall pick to begin with. So I think James Wiseman and Evan Mobley are going to go at it. Evan Mobley, I, I like his game. I like how he can move around the floor a little bit. He, he's not just a, oh, I'm a back him down type of guy. And on defense, the man's stellar. That dude blocks shots like crazy. He can he can get up there and 
come out of nowhere and block it, like almost like Zion-esque, like, but he's mm. seven feet. And Zion's probably got like 70 pounds on him. But yeah. like, yeah, so I think that, uh, that the skill set that we're going to see in that game will be an interesting matchup. Okay, who are you picking? Well, you want me to go first? You want to? Oh no, I, I picked the Warriors. Oh, I mean, not to win the game, but I'm just as far as the matchup. Oh, to win the matchup, I'm gonna take Evan Mobley. Me too. Okay, me too. I'm taking Evan Mobley more so because of James Wiseman's development. Okay, James Wiseman was a great player for the Warriors last year, but because of their style of play and the tear that um, Steph Curry was on, like it didn't really give him a chance to like develop in other ways. We've all known the Warriors style of play. Whoever's got the open shot takes the shot. That's what I know. Always Everybody got it, the green light. Everybody got the green light. That's more so what it's been. James Wiseman got a chance to move around the court, right? Unfortunately, that's kind of what Evan Mobley kind of thrives at. Mm-hmm. He thrives in movement. You know what I mean? Not necessarily just being a stationary big man. So, he hasn't really, you don't really get to see too many centers like that nowadays. That's more like the modern day center. Mm-hmm. It's still some of those old school centers who kind of like, you know, back them down. They're going to be face up. But for the most part, they're pretty stationary. That's not even Mobley. His game is kind of, it's, I want to say, it's kind of transcended past that, past that point of just being stationary. He's moving around. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Great defender. Can defend, wouldn't say all positions, but the five through the three for the most part. Yeah, he, he's not bad on the perimeter. So if, exactly. if he does, you know, get switched on to Steph, you know, I, obviously nobody's in a good position in that case. But, yeah. like, in any other, like, you know, one or two. For his size. I feel like he exactly. would, because he can move. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think he would not be horrible in that instance. I feel like he would be decent, I'll say. I, but with Steph, I mean, yeah. It, well, let's just hope that doesn't happen too much to him that game, yeah, yeah. you know? I'm saying, like, yeah, so uh, as far as, like, I mean, like I said, anybody be in a horrible position trying to guard Steph for too long for more than, like, f- four seconds. But um, <laughs> as far as if Mobley, uh, for me, just like I said, I think he he can guard the five through the three comfortably without, you know, having to overwork or burn himself out completely. Yeah, he's not sacrificing anything. Exactly. Either, yeah. Um, but, yeah, exactly what you said. He can guard perim- uh, perimeter shooters and do it. Mm, okay, moderately well. He yeah. he won't he won't be uh, at least at the college level. He's at the college level. I, I expect that to fully translate. Le Melbourne vs Green. Trilingual. Yeah, we are here. Yeah. So yeah, Lamelo Ball versus Jalen Green coming up on November twenty seventh. That one's going to be in Houston as well. I think this is my favorite one on this list, just because of the 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 moxie of the players that they got Very out here. You know, because like Jalen Green. Obviously, he's been very outspoken since he's been draft talking about, oh, I didn't want to play in Detroit. Like, I think I'm the best player in this draft, though, and everything. And then LaMelo Ball, you know, reigning rookie of the year. I think this is going to be the funnest matchup that we have on this list for sure. I think so, too, man. And honestly, I feel like I can't choose. I feel because, okay, okay, about Jalen Green. Jalen Green is uh, gives you that rust mentality. He going to take it, you know what I mean? But... LaMelo is a baller. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he going to ball. So, who do I think will win the game? Honestly, I'm going to swing Rockets. I think the Rockets can win this one. But it's I'll far, take the Hornets. Take the Hornets? Okay. I mean, and, I'll take LaMelo to win the matchup as well. I, I'm not, I can't be mad at that. I, yeah. really, I, I, you know what? I'm honest. I almost can't even pick either way. So, with it. Yeah, I can't be mad at that. And he is the reigning rookie MVP, uh, rookie of the year. So, I mean, that, that sounds like the smart choice too. So, eh, yeah, I can. Lamelo or Jalen Green, I really wouldn't be surprised either way. But as far as the uh, the win, the win will go to. I think it's the Rockets. I think I think Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be a play a major role in this game. Why do you? Th- what, what, why do you feel like he he's going to be the the guy to separate the pack? Because. One, because of the matchup itself. You know what I mean? Jalen Green is who we've known him to be in the little time that we've known him in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, not want to say ball dominant guy, but very he's an attacker. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's who he that's what his game is is. You know, so he's gonna go at you, everything, nothing held back, all that, etc. Kevin Porter Jr. isn't really too far off from that. 
he can do the exact same thing, except he's a little bit more efficient. I mean, just as far as his time in the NBA is given, mm-hmm. as we've seen him. You know? Yeah, he he honestly surprised me last year because y'all traded for him, right? Mm-hmm. The Rockets. Who who did they pick him up from? They got him from Cleveland. Cleveland. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was honestly surprised. He he took over a lot, and I think this year he's going to be slightly more of a, like a second fiddle mm-hmm. to Jalen Green. But I think that he'll still give surprising numbers. I don't know what those numbers are going to be. I could see him averaging 20 as easy. I could see him averaging 15 and a five-point discrepancy. You know, that's that, that's a couple buckets. So Yeah. Kevin Porter Jr. is a baller. Like, that's why that pickup was like – it was – honestly, it was slept on when they got him. Um, I think he got, um, he got removed from – Cavaliers fought like some kind of food fight or something like that. He got into it with a couple of players. Yeah, yeah. I know he had some personal problems with the people up in the front office too, but yeah. it seems like everybody's been to Cleveland has. Really? Exactly. And so when he came over here, it was such a big move because, like I said, he's been, he can ball. Like People have spoken about him like, yeah, he's a great talent. He's super athletic, and he he's a guy who can really jump out the gym. And so that's why – I mean, I want to talk like I'm (laughs) some kind of basketball guru. I was a tad bit surprised by the number, but still wasn't surprised in the fashion he did it in. Mm -hmm. When he said that 50-point game, like, I knew he was capable, but... Like so, like I said, how he did it, I wasn't really surprised. I was just surprised that he actually did fifty. You yeah. know what I mean? I was thinking like, yeah, he can, he can go thirty, he can go forty. You know what I mean? But I was like, okay, fifty. You know, Does he? Do, do we got sixty out here? Yeah, exactly. Do I hear sixty? Do I hear sixty? So, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, man. Yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. is a baller, man. That's why I think he's going to be um, a major factor in this game because mostly because Jalen Green and his style of play, and Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be someone you can rely on for like consistent because he's not going to have that you know that one specific matchup in a game nobody's going to like it's not going to be like a you take him type of thing for him exactly I mean that's really how the game of basketball is people everybody switches on everything Mm because people are can stretch the floor and almost everybody can shoot so yeah for uh, like the only reason well the main reason I kind of pointed out because they're not going to put LaMelo or anybody else on because they can't they can't do anything with him defensively so well, they can't defend him is what I'm trying to say. They're mm-hmm. not they don't have that that's not their that's not what their game really calls for or how they What play are your expectations for LaMelo this year? Mm, I think more of the same. I don't really take I don't see him taking a major step forward. Mm-hmm. Um he played well. I mean, granted he had an injury. So, I mean, I don't know what he could have been. Like he did well. So, with the Hornets, it's like I don't really. What, what else? What else? Like, the, I mean, the Hornets go as far as Lamelo does for right now. So, yeah. Uh, do I see them making the playoffs? Eh. You know, it, maybe. You know what I mean? They weren't. They weren't. They weren't too. You know, maybe. Yeah. So they had. They were in the tenth seed. Mm-hmm. So they were part of the playing tournament. tournament. Yeah. They have uh, Devonte Graham. I'm, that dude, he's a dog. Mm. I, 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 li- I like Devontae Graham. But, yeah, looking at uh, LaMelo Ball last year, he had 15.7 points per game, averaged six assists, you know, shot 43% from the field, you know, 35 from three. So pretty, 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 pretty solid numbers. Solid. I mean, rookie of the year type numbers. Mm. Could, could you see him possibly – I mean, he also averaged a 5.9 rebound. So he's mm. basically averaging, you know, 15, 6, and 6. Could you see him – Getting close to triple double numbers, maybe like eighteen, nine, and eight. Like, like if you saw that, would you be like very surprised, or would you be like, all right, that's kind of what I expected from him? No, I wouldn't be. I, actually, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, Draymond Green actually said in the interview one time that uh, when the Warriors had played the Hornets, he had said that um, Lamelo Ball isn't even playing like an NBA player yet. He's playing like a rookie. Yeah, he's and he's playing. only playing twenty eight minutes a game too. So exactly. And said he's really he said Lamelo's really out there just having fun. He's not even playing to like in an NBA structured style yet. And mm-hmm. so yeah, so like when he take when his game takes that next step, you know, as far as like Draymond's comments go, I can see him like definitely they developing into something more. But as of right now, all I was you know, as far as Draymond's comments go, I've just seen him have fun. You know, it wasn't necessarily, you know. Assassin type thing like a Kobe or anything like that or a D book or I mean 
not comparing the two anymore. We can't oh, do, say, hold on now. Hold, we hold. can't do that no more. We can't do that no more. But He had his chance. I mean, he had his chance. But uh, Or like any other superstars in the league, you know. Mm-hmm. But it could happen, you know. So I wouldn't, like, rule it out of a possibility. Good take there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I essentially agree with you almost on everything right there. Last game we got here on this list is going to be the number four versus number five pick. We got Scotty Barnes and Jalen Suggs going at it. That Scotty Barnes pick, I know uh, the Raptors got a lot of heat from it in the public because everybody kind of thought that Jalen Suggs was going to be for sure that that fourth guy. Mm-hmm. So Scotty Barnes, I want to say they're, he's going to be running at the three, so he'll be the small forward. Caught people, you know, a little, not, not not saying that he wasn't a top five talent because yeah, he, he, he was, but to pick him over Jalen Suggs, you know, they caught a lot of scrutiny over that. So that'll be a game for like all the media members to be like pointing fingers like, ah, I told you, ah, I told you mm-hmm. so, you know, this and that. So that'll be taking place on October 29th. That'll be in Toronto. I'm going to take I'm going to take Jalen Suggs to take that one. And he's going to get the the win. Oh, and he, the, he, he Jalen Suggs, though, if he does half of what he did in the March Madness tournament, if he comes out there and plays with that type of intensity, he, he'll find a way to get his team to get the, the win on that one. Hmm. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I haven't really... Uh I remember when it, like in the draft, watching. I saw some of the Hollywood clips. I went back and watched like a couple of games, and I remember Jalen Suggs was taking over during uh, March Madness. I remember like just hearing about him. I was like, man, okay, he's a baller. I'm seeing highlight clip after highlight clip after highlight clip, you know. And so, and all of them, not even offensively. So some of them with defensively, and so eh, Scotty Barnes himself. I I personally just haven't seen enough of him, but like I've read the reviews and they said like, oh, he's this and he's that. I'm like, okay, okay. But for just the limited knowledge that I do have about these two players, I'm going to just go with what I've seen with my eyes. You know, I will go with Jalen. I'm going to go with Jalen Suggs. Yeah, Scotty Barnes definitely has a lot to prove, especially with such a high-profile prospect, or with him being picked over such a high-profile prospect, I should say. He'll have a lot of pressure, not just in this game, but probably throughout the, his rookie season until they get a couple years down the line when people start to kind of forget about it. But, hey, that's going to wrap up this segment. We're going to come back and spin the block one more time with y'all. For the last segment, we're going to talk about the Astros, and we're going to give you our famous who's hot and who's not. Catch you back here in a couple minutes. Take it easy. What's up? We're back in the break on Welcome Back Breakers. I'm with that. I'm yeah. really with that. I'm really feeling that. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I hope y'all vibing with it too. Y'all better like it. I mean, y'all got no choice no more, but what's going on, man? So we are back in the break room. Me, Charles Carter again. Uh, my boy Evan Schumar. Yo. And so, like, we just wanted to get into the Astros really quick, man. So, didn't they just play the, temp, uh, the Royals today? Yes, they did. And today was actually Alex Bregman's first game back in over two months. He had a quad injury that sidelined him back in June. So he came back, had two hits, and an RBI. But not only did he have an RBI, he scored the game-winning run. He was the the sixth run to come Perfect. across the plate. Hey, you know what? He, he got on base, did what he had to do. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah that, that, that takes me back to like the 2010 mixtapes days. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Depiff.com world like, premiere. That dude, dude, that perfect was like, that was that sounded, I feel like I was listening to the song right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, because we like that over here in the break room. Yeah. But yeah, back, back, back to the Astros. So now they, oh, I mean, not now, they, they still are in first place mm-hmm. in their division up over the A's for games. So the good news about all this wasn't Patrick Creighton, one of the hosts over here at Late Hits, catch him 7-9 to nine on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right there, shout out to Pete Crate. He was uh, talking about earlier how back in June they had made a, a trade and they called up one of their guys from Sugarland, AAA, to come up and play center field. His name is Jake Myers. So Jake Myers is the one that hit the ball 
to allow Bregman to come across the plate. So he got himself a nice little walk-off RBI. You know, great for him. You know, he's Jake Myers has come out. You know, he's a pretty good fielder, great speed, which the value, or which the Astros definitely, unfortunately, don't value speed players in the outfield for some reason. But, hey, you know, he's so far in 17 games, batting 308. That, that that's pretty good, that's solid, especially man. when you're not you're not knocking up in the top of the lineup. So hey, shout out to him. Hope he continues to progress about that. The Astros are looking like they're starting to come back up after the the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. what you want to call it. They're just unorthodox play. Like they're yeah. I don't remember exactly what the number is, but they're about 500 against teams that are below 500 or at 500 or below. So it's like they play to their competition too much, and we're getting close to the playoffs. You can't be doing that. You got to start playing your best baseball now, so that way you're hot going into the playoffs, and you can do what you did back in 2017. Come in hot, run through it, and win yourself a pennant. So, hey, that's about all we got for the Astros right there. But let's get into everybody's favorite segment. Who's hot and who's not? <laughs> Finally! Let's, uh, let's mix it up this time. Good. Who's not hot? Let's go with them first. Who's not, man? So, on my who's not list, we got two of them. We got just, let's, let's go with sports first. Okay. We got Shakari Richardson. This is why she's on the who's not. And, you know... You hate to see it. We we had a whole segment backing her up, man. We had a we had a couple segments backing her up, supporting her, and the death of her mother. Unfortunately, like still our prayers out to her family and all in that situation. It's let me just explain to you what happened. What, what she what she said? Well, not what she said. What she agreed to. So. Um, she liked the tweet that said, "Not y'all Jamaicans still talking shit when y'all got to walk barefoot to y'all coconut stand every day for a living." Shakari Richards got caught liking that on Twitter. You what? So, this is the worst part about it. That was that, oh, she, her liking something that's not true is one thing, right? The second part is she got burnt. She got smoked. If 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 you if you haven't seen the one hundred meter when she ran in, she came in dead last. She came in ninth. She needs to stop smoking the mates. Stop smoking the mates. Hey, hey, she obviously, hey, the Jamaicans Ooh. obviously smoking something better than she is. If they, uh, hey. they just leaving her behind like that. If you've seen the video, I think right after the the race, uh, an interviewer came up to her and was like, you know, um, how did you feel being back out here and, and for for the race and everything and. You know, just how does she feel about everything? She was saying, "Oh, this is the kind of the gist of what she was saying." I'm trying to, I'll try to pull the audio. To face these ladies from the Olympic Games. Coming out today, it was a great return back to the sport. I wanted to be able to come in before, um, having a month off, dealing with all I was dealing with. I'm not upset at myself at all. <laughs> this is one race. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> you know what I'm capable of. Count me out if you want to. Shit you want, cause I'm here to stay. I'm not done. I'm the sixth fastest woman in this game ever. And can't nobody ever take that from me. Congratulations to the winners. Congratulations to the people that won, but they're not done seeing me yet. She was like, I'm here and I'm here. People can talk all the crap they want. Like I'm still like I think she's like I'm a top fastest woman in this country or whatever. And yeah. And so I was like, she 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 was letting people know. Yeah. And if you could go back and actually watch it, some of the runners actually walked past her in the interview and looked dead in the camera. Like, did you see that? Like, <laughs> so I don't know if y'all know that meme of the dude. Um, uh, dude, uh, dude, he's be unwilding out all the time. Uh, hat backwards with conceited. Yeah, yeah, yeah conceited. Yeah, 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 the conceited gift where he. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, you got to hit him with that, Chad. Uh, Chad Johnson, child, please. Come on now, man. Like, <laughs> that that was. When you race against, and I think they almost coming for a head too, like even before the race, I think they were like, you know how when you, the girl in ninth place gets the most publicity, what the hell is this? What is that? You know how like when you know you can beat somebody, and you almost kind of spare them. You don't beat them as bad as you really could. You know what I mean? Just to spare them, just to spare them a little bit. Shakari Richardson, after you know, seemed like half the world was you know trying to help her, just. Not helping herself out there, but hey, that's what you just got to be careful what you do on social media because everybody can see what you're doing. Yeah, and on a side note, on the side note uh, of that, it's kind of weird when like you're a, I want to say a nobody, but you're a regular person, and then all this sudden fame and notoriety just kind of come up on you, and now you don't you feel you kind of really can't you don't get those same liberties to conduct yourself like a normal person who doesn't have the public eye on them. Yeah, and it happens, it happens so fast for her that she probably doesn't realize that people are going to be scrolling through my likes on Twitter. 
Yeah. I, Twitter is a ruthless place. Oh, you almost, they will find you. <laughs> so I actually figured out, I think, like, a year or two ago how to go back on Twitter and look at, like, what you said. So if, like, you put, like, I'm going to put y'all on game. Huh. So if y'all trying to go find some dirt, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to be yeah. messy right here. So if you put the person's at in parentheses, like, parentheses, you know, at, you know, I'm Evan Schumard TV, mm-hmm. close parentheses, all in the search bar, you go to the... You go to the search bar, put that in, and then you have another set of parentheses, and then you put whatever word or you're looking for. So if like Katie, people are like, or the, you know, Kyler Murray, whatever he had the whole stuff with him, you know, using like homophobic slurs, they just looked up, you know, the F word on there and they seen it. So that'll pull up every tweet that you've ever used that word. If anybody in your thread used that word, that'll pull up. So what? you can, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that Twitter investigation. Here, man. It, it, it's like that. Man, <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. Okay. Yeah, you know, I might not explain that the best way. It's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, I just know how to do it, but explaining it just sounds a little weird. But, anyways, who's hot? I just mentioned him. Jake Myers. That man, not even 20 games out here is helping his team. Batting well, batting over 300, man. You just you just love to see that from a young man coming up from AAA, and especially since he's just right here down the street in uh, Sugarland, right down Highway 6, you know, at uh, Constellation Field. So good for him. He is who is hot. Hope he enjoys his evening with his little walk-off out here. And, you know, Houston Astros on the race for another pennant. And lastly on that who's not list, man, so we had only fans. My balls was hot. I understand. I forgot. If you don't know what OnlyFans is, um, I, where have you been? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, oh, do I want to say I encourage you to go find out? I don't know. No, I don't, don't, no. no, I don't encourage. Nah, because because somebody's son gonna get somebody's mama's credit card. Hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't don't. I mean, you might have a cousin. Depending you, what you go looking for on there. Very true. So depending that, how sick and a demented person you are. Hey, are you a degenerate? It depends. You'll find out. You will find out. And so you might have a cousin. You might have a friend. It might be your mama. It might be your mother. You know what I mean? It, it, look, it might be your homeboy's girlfriend. I've seen it. Might it be go, your girlfriend. It might be your girl. I've seen it go down like that. We've seen it many ways. I've seen unfortunately. It go down Not like that, that we're looking for it. Not we're looking for social it. Social media tells us. It tells us. You know, that, you know, if you see the little link tree in the bio, or you know, hey, that's, they try to describe, disguise it as that too, you know. But yeah, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, they're, they're taking out cash apps and putting in OnlyFans links. It, it's crazy out here. It's getting crazy. Anyway, so think about OnlyFans. OnlyFans that took down. Um, they were like they were like a website you could promote um, just about anything, really. Yeah, it's and a subscription based. Yeah, subscription service. based thing. You can sell content uh, of any kind, right? And so, for the most part, that's kind of become popular with women nowadays. Um, they sell like sexual content. That's kind of just what it is. And so a lot of them getting paid for that. Is they do whatever at home and they get paid like some of There's some people I saw making millions. Yeah, like six figures a month. A month. You know what I'm saying? They're getting big paper. Man, these Sims out here are just something, bro. Yeah, that brother's starving. It's crazy. And so, yeah, they're getting big pay. And OnlyFans was going to say, oh, we're going to cancel that. Like, you can't do what, explicit content. Yeah, they were going to ban sexually explicit content. Yeah, they want to ban that. And so a whole bunch of, you know, OnlyFans, I don't call them OnlyFans girls. What, what, what do we call them? Like what? E-girls. Uh, E-girls? Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. What's, are they sex workers? No? Yeah. Yeah, sex workers? Yeah. Okay, se- sex workers. So, okay, they got upset uh, about, you know, OnlyFans. OnlyFans users. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they got upset about that. And so... Not when maybe like a month, two months later, um, no, like three oh, weeks. B- b- it was two a couple weeks? days, I think. A couple of days. I, I'm tripping. Oh man, it might have been only like a week, not even a week, bro. Not yeah, I think a it was week? a couple of days because it came out earlier last week, and then oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like today's oh, today's Wednesday. I'm tripping like it's yeah, the weekend. Yeah, so. it might have been a few days. Yeah. OnlyFans turned around, did a full 360. Oh, well, 180. My bad. That's geometry. Yeah, bro. A lot of people geometry really be messing that up. I used to really like geometry. That's the crazy part. Oh, man. I hated math, bro. I hated algebra. I was better at geometry. See, I, I was complete opposite. You like that? I, I was better with algebra than I was with geometry. See, people say. So People say you Never always use like that one or the other. People say you use like if you good at one, then you bad at the other. If you like, you know. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, once you just got too many, you know, letters and just other 
variables and shit. That, that that's where you lost me. Mm. It, keep it with the numbers. I, I I'm sort of there. He's like, you, I'm, you I'm there for the most part. I feel that. Like it's, for example, I made a B in algebra, made a C in geometry. Still yeah. passed, but hey. See, it was complete vice versa for me. Exact same thing. Just the B in geometry and the C in algebra. Hey. Yeah. We're both here. Hey, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Not using either. Hey, in the break room. <laughs> hey, so um, but yeah, so now they did a complete 180 and now they're bringing back the use of explicit content after just a couple of days. So I guess, hey. I wonder what percentage of their revenue is generated from that. They're probably like, ah, can we afford to do this? Hey, those sex workers keeping the lights on, man. Hey, none of my business. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. I, I, I can personally say I have never gone to that website myself. And you know never. what? The Lord never. is with me. Hey, it's the principle of it. Never. Yeah. I ain't paying for none. We don't pay for that. So, <laughs> this is my boy. <laughs> anyway, man, hey, that's been, that's our episode, man. You've been kicking it with us in the break room. Thank you for listening. Check us out on all your platforms. Tell your friends, tell your partner, tell your mama, tell your dad, your cousin, your sister, your homeboy, whoever. Your little brother, your little cousin, whoever. Your dog. Maybe they'll listen. Um, check us out on all platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, I think Chromecast is one of them. I think, if I remember right. I got Spotify. Spotify. Anchor. Check us out. Facebook. We there. We everywhere. You can find your podcast, man. Uh, follow me at 3 dot the last. Huh, three dot the last underscore king. You still Twitter. don't know your, your I own know, man. Twitter I name, I changed bro. it, man. I'm trying to remember it. So three dot underscore the three dot the last underscore king. There we go <laughs> on Twitter and follow my boy Evan at Evan Schumard TV. Man, and this has been the uh, and follow us on Twitter at the Break Room H O U and on Instagram at the Break Room Podcast. And man, we will catch you next time, man. It's been the Break Room. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>